Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, halfway point of the week. So the basketball Bears have had a pretty good team, at least I thought, in in the building since. I figured we'd have some guys come back this next season and uh, keep the momentum going. They had a great season, but it seems like there's some players getting into that transfer portal, which kind of screws up everything. Transfer portal is not new. It's been around since 2018, I believe. That was the first year of official mandate from the NCAA. But it really is. It's it's a system that does need some governance, and it doesn't have any right now. Bears lost two more players to the transfer portal yesterday. The, the team the Bears are going to put on the floor is going to be practically all new players, if not literally all new players. You won't know any of them. They're all new. Dana Ford has gotten players off the transfer portal, including a kid yesterday from St. Peter's in Jersey City, New Jersey, the Cinderella team this year. But the players he's losing are Lukai Patterson and Isaac Haney. Now, I say losing. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're gone. The transfer portal is, is rather fluid in that respect. What a player does is put his name with the, with the compliance department at Missouri State University, and the compliance department has two days to put that name on the internet. That's how the transfer portal works. The name goes on the internet uh, along with the academic records and the athletic records and so forth and so on. And then other schools can take a look at this and see whether or not there's place up a place for these players. Well, that's the chance that they're taking here. Haney, of course, the Springfield Kickapoo kid, Dora High School in, in southwest Missouri. To my knowledge, the only player ever to play for two separate state championship teams in his career in high school, Dora and Kickapoo. It's a pretty unique situation. Anyway, he's decided he wants to go to the portal, as has Lukai Patterson, who was a regular guard on the team, starting guard during the end of the last season. Okay, what does that mean for them? Well, does it mean they can't come back to the Bears? No, it does not. Of course, the coach has to let them back. It also means that their scholarship is now void at Missouri State. Now, should they say, oh, you know, I want to get off this transfer portal. I want to come back to the Bears. It'd be up to Coach Dana Ford as to what decision he would make along those lines. It would be proper from a social standpoint if these players were to go to the coach and say, I'm going to the transfer portal. They don't have to. That's not a mandate. It would be nice if I go to Mike Holmes. Mike, I'm, I'm going to the transfer Kind of a respect thing. They didn't. Ah. I talked to Coach Ford last night, and he was as stunned as anybody that it had happened. And uh, I can understand why he would be annoyed at a situation like that, as would anybody, mm-hmm. any coach. So what their future uh, is remains to be seen. The reason there's a flurry of them now is that May 1st is the deadline for being on the transfer portal, and May 1st is Sunday. That's not very far away, folks. So that's why you're seeing this new, and it isn't really new at all. It's been going on since 2018. But the circumstances now really in vogue because more players are taking part in it. What does it mean? Well, if a player puts his name in the transfer portal, and chooses another college, he does not have to sit out. That's if he goes on the portal by May 1st, he or she goes on the portal by May 1st. They don't have to sit out next year. They can play right away as soon as they go to that college. Otherwise, 
you sit out a year of eligibility. Do you think it had something to do with some of the other players leaving? Some I of do. these guys were like, well, why we had chemistry together and then... Not leaving. New players coming in. Ah. And, uh, you, you know, you, your, your ego, I guess, would take a blow here. And, hey, why is he bringing in this guy? I can play this position. I, I, I'm guessing that's the case. I don't know. I haven't talked to any of these kids. I just know they exercise their option, though, of going to the portal. Well, that's a right to do so. You would think, though, at least uh, from just being a cool guy, you'd say, hey, this is what the deal is, and I'm moving on. But uh, sometimes people aren't like that. Um, if you're a golf guy, man, you're going to be really stoked <laughs> and probably planning a trip to Tulsa in the near future. When's the PGA Championship uh, make it to Tulsa? It's, it's in a couple of weeks, and it's at Southern Hills in Tulsa. The PGA normally, and I say normal, and uh, historically has been in August. But the last a couple of years now, they've moved the tournament. This is the second of the majors. The first is the Masters. And they've moved it to May, the middle part of May. So this year is May 16th through the 22nd. Of course, that's the preliminary events and so forth. This is the PGA National Championship, the fourth of the four major tournaments. And uh, it'll be held at Southern Hills this year in Tulsa, which is a very demanding course. Whether or not Woods is going to play remains to be seen. He hasn't uh, announced anything yet. He finished 23 strokes back of the winner and leader at the Masters, and that's not Tiger Woods. Interesting little note, though, Woods has said that, that he is going to play in the Open, which is what they call the British Open, the oldest of all the tournaments, which is the 150th year at St. Andrews in Scotland this year. They have, get this, the ticket demand for the 150th at this at St. Andrews. They don't always play it there, but that's the original course. 300,000 tickets have been allotted for that. That's a lot of folks, folks. Like 300,000. Like <clears throat> that's like a NASCAR race, but you're talking golf here, man, that's going to be crazy. And I feel bad for those groundskeepers. All right. So last but not least, the Bears had a test against the Tigers yesterday. Did they pass it? They did. But it didn't look good for a long time. I was there for about half the game and left in the latter innings. And when uh, when I departed, Missouri had taken a 2 to nothing lead. This is Missouri versus Missouri State. Kind of a, a, an emotional rivalry, if nothing else. So it comes to the last of the ninth inning. Bears trailing 2 nothing, not hitting the ball at all, having troubles. Missouri is not a great team, but they're, they're they're better. They're good. They're a Southeastern Conference ball club. Bears a struggle this year, trying to get to 500. Well, comes the ninth inning, and the Bears get a two-run single from Jaden Rolfs, a looper out into right center field that dropped in, and Missouri State, which had runners on base, ties the game. The next batter up, Hayden Moore, hits a shot into left center field. The center fielder can't get it. It's he makes a diving try, can't get it. Winning run comes in, three runs in the ninth inning. Bears win three to two. Bears are now 18 and 18 on the year and play slew tonight at the Hammonds Field. This is a makeup game. The original game with St. Louis was postponed because of rain back about a month ago. So they're making it up tonight. Should be a great night for baseball. Going to be a great night and another test. That's for damn sure. So game one of the series between the Cardinals and Mets. Did not go at all the way the Cardinals wanted. Uh, some definite missteps there on the St. Louis side of the ball, but they got another chance yesterday. Did they make up for it? They did not. Ugh. Cardinals have gone into a slump. They're not hitting the ball very well. But again, Mike, you have to understand, this is the New York Mets they're playing, and the Mets are the winningest team in Major League Baseball right now. They're pretty good, and their pitching staff is pretty good. 
for a kid named Bassett last night who shut down the Cardinals. 3-0 New York Mets get the win over the Cardinals, and that's consecutive wins now for New York and St. Louis, and the third straight loss for the Cardinals. Cardinals are a good team. How great they are remains to be seen. Uh, had some chances in the ballgame and really couldn't capitalize. New York, well, they're they're good. They're playing some pretty good baseball. They went up against Jordan Hicks last night, who got his second start and got two runs off him in the third inning. They made that stand right throughout the game until the, the ninth when they scored another run. So 3 nothing. New York Mets get the win. Seas- or the, uh, the series finale is coming up today. They're playing a day game up in St. Louis at noontime. And this is where the Mets are going for a sweep. So we'll see what happens. The Cardinals remain at home, play the Arizona Diamondbacks coming up uh, this weekend. But in terms of getting wins, Cardinals need it. They've surrendered first place now to the Milwaukee Brewers. But it is only April. (laughs) It's only April, so don't get freaked out already. Hopefully you can get a dub soon and get out of that slump. Um, So... Uh, Royals and Springfield Cardinals uh, both held series openers last night. And did they get the dub? They did. The Kansas City Royals go into Chicago and beat the Chicago White Sox 6 to nothing. The White Sox are off to a very, very slow start. Uh, one of the reasons, I think, is the cold weather. It's cold in Chicago. They're, the bats haven't come around. And 6 nothing. the Kansas City Royals go in. Daniel Lynch gets the win. That's a nice win for Kansas City. It breaks a losing streak. They had not won out in Seattle. Got swept by the Mariners out there. But go into White Sox and beat them. Beat Tony La Russa's team. Uh, the White Sox will come on. You better get well against them while you can because they're far, far too good a team to be going through a slump like this. So the Royals get a win, and so do the Springfield Cardinals. They go down to San Antonio, beat the San Antonio Missions 5-1 to one in the series opener. That's a six-game series, as are all the minor league games. The Cardinals are playing pretty well. They are still not at 500 yet. They're at 7-9, and nine, but they're coming on. And this kid, Moises Gomez, on the team hit home run number 10 on the season. This is 10 home runs in the month of April for this guy. Good gracious sakes, he's tearing the cover off the ball. And that's the key element of the Springfield Cardinals. They do have a very, very good, in my opinion, uh, level of offense. Their pitching still needs some work, but... Hey, that'll all come around as well. Win for the Springbirds, 5-1. to one. They play the San Antonio Mission, San Diego Padres, Double A Farm Club. Play them again tonight. Um, the uh, Nets are out of the playoffs. That happened earlier this week. Have any other teams made an exit in the NBA playoffs? They have indeed. The Atlanta Hawks are now out of it. The Miami Heat beat them last night, 97-94 to in a thriller. And Miami wins that series four games to one. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Phoenix Suns are on the verge of getting the win. The Grizzlies beat the Minnesota Timberwolves by two, 111-109. And Memphis now has a three-games-to-two lead. And the Phoenix Suns, who had faltered against the New Orleans Pelicans, have now taken a three-games-to-two lead. Phoenix beat New Orleans last night by a score of 112-97. Three more games coming up tonight. Man. Exciting times, exciting times. Well, Ned, hopefully you can get outside today. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Play some tennis. I'll see you tomorrow, sir.